Hey there, my friends. Just a quick message before we get you into the episode. I want to talk for a second about ways that you can support this show. Of course, if you are on an Apple device, giving this show a review and a rating helps get us in front of more people. Or whatever podcast platform you listen to on, if there is a rating system, drop a review, help us get the word out that way. Share the episodes on your social media. Or if you're looking to financially support the podcast, you can join the Patreon. There's several levels there. You can also use the links in the show notes to purchase products like Redmond Real Salt. I get some benefit from that, and that money goes towards allowing this show to continue. So if you're interested, those are a couple ways you can show your support for the Fat Guy Forum. I thank you in advance, and I really appreciate you being here every week to hear these amazing stories. So let's get into the next one now. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am once again happy to have you with us as we get to meet another person who has been on a journey for sure. His name is Justin McSwain, and you may recognize the name, or if you look at the cover art of this episode, you may recognize his face. Justin reached a peak of, of around 687 pounds and made some incredible changes in his life, and We'll dive into all of that with him instead of letting me tell his story. So, Justin, how are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm 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 doing really well. Appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on here. Well, I'm excited to get to it, man. So let's do it. Let's tell people what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum. Um, I once broke a scale. <laughs> um, even even more than that, I I actually. I have no idea what what my what my true highest weight was. Um, back like when I was younger, uh, a kid, you know, elementary, middle school, I was I was pretty healthy size. Around high school, um, I did gain a bit, but I was I was so active and always out doing stuff that I was able to sort of eat how I wanted without without it having that much of an adverse effect on me. Um, but I had this really unhealthy relationship with food from from the very very beginning. Um, my house when I grew up had me, my father, my stepmom, a stepsister, and then a half sister. So it was like sort of like a yours, mine, and ours situation. And uh, my my dad worked all the time, like putting in like 60, 70 hour weeks. That was that was his norm. Um, mom not really in the picture for most of it. Uh, just to give you an idea, um, they split up when I was like two, and this was like, 19, think like 1992, um, what it would take for a over-the-road, long-haul driver to get custody of his child, as opposed to the mother. And that's that's pretty much all you need to know. Um, so, yeah, like I, I man, food was, uh, food was a big one, and... Uh, uh, a big part of that issue with with my weight was I felt like I was at a fairly normal place. I was I was a little overweight, but you know it wasn't wasn't anything massive. But um, my my stepmother was particularly brutal with weight. Like she would go out of her way to make sure that like I knew that I had a weight issue. I would come home and there would be like reports of on obesity taped to my bedroom door. Um, she like locked, she put a, she locked the pantry, put a padlock on the fridge so that I couldn't find, I couldn't eat. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was intense. Like there was public shaming, like all of it. 
And it's pretty much like every unhealthy thing that you can imagine uh, just rolled up into one childhood experience. So like by the time I get, by the time I get to college, um, my ability to manage and maintain food is just not there. And, uh, I got this unlimited meal plan for the, yeah, for the school. And, um, you can imagine what somebody with an unlimited access to food who this is completely new to and has zero, zero ability to maintain it what that does to a person. So I just started blowing up, man. Like I got, to, I was, I was struggling with, with depression and anxiety, which was not, not addressed. And, uh, I was just eating like all the time. I spent more time in the cafeteria than I did in the classroom. And, uh, that, 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 that was an issue. And, you know, it got to this point where I was like super depressed and just hating on myself. And, all I wanted to do is sit in my in my dorm and play World of Warcraft, and uh, yeah, and then go to the cafeteria. So my my weight just kept going up um, all through college. By the time I got out, I God, I, I must have been four fifty five hundred pounds by the time I graduated. Um, got a job at a uh, internet service provider as a, uh, um, what is it? I, IT guy. I was the guy you call and it's like, Hey, uh, my internet's not working. Oh, have you tried turning it off and on again? That was, yeah, that, that was me for a while. And like, while doing that, I'm still doing my side business of digital marketing and all that because I'm able to, to do that from home and on a, on my desktop, which my desktop was already, you know, just way above specs because all I did was play World of Warcraft and luckily the same stuff you need to run marketing stuff uh, is the same stuff you need to game. So um, when I was at home, I was just sitting at my desk working. When I'm at work, I'm just sitting at my desk working. And the only real time that I got up was to go to the bathroom and get food. And like, yeah, it just kept going up. Um, and like I said, I have no idea what my highest weight was. Um, I know, uh, when we, when we did the show, um, yeah, it was like 687 or something like that. That was because I had a scale in, um, in my house that I had special ordered that went up to 700 pounds. And when I first got it, it still errored out. So I know I was over 700 at some point. Um, I like got upset, I pushed the scale away, wouldn't look at it, wouldn't do anything, made a few minor changes, and, uh, you know, after a while, it hit that 687 mark, and I actually had, like, a number that I could could look at, and uh, I don't know if that made things better or worse. Mm. <laughs> like... Well, and you mentioned yeah, you like, mentioned this show, like which you know that's when I when I was alluding to at the beginning in the intro, you know, Justin, yeah. you were on, it was season seven of my six hundred pound life, correct? Uh, I think six or seven, there? yeah, you know, yeah, somewhere I, in there. Um, yeah, but I know. These, no, go ahead. I was. Just, I, I know I was like one of the earlier episodes mm -hmm. in the season, but I don't. I don't remember which season it was exactly. Well, I do. I do a little research before I talk. And the, the internet <laughs> says it was season seven, episode four, if anyone is, is looking yeah. for it. But uh, so when you, I'm just thinking about, so you get that 700 pound scale 
you get on it, yeah. it says error. Now, at that point, for you, like, especially because I, I think the story you're telling is, is familiar to some people, that idea of, you know, depression and anxiety and those things going unaddressed, just reinforcing a lot of this behavior, you know, when it comes to yeah. food and the life that you build. You know, and the thing I always like to say, you know, when, when I got to my heaviest, I say that the bigger I got, the smaller my world got. Like, it gets very easy to create this world that just supports these these habits and these behaviors and these challenges. Were you trying at that point, like before that point, had you tr made any significant efforts to, to make change or was it something where that was just the life you were living? You know, I, I, I made a few attempts here and there. I'd say like kind of half-hearted attempts. I, I, I was trying to find like an easy way out, which worked a little bit every, every now and then because when you weigh 700 pounds, it's super easy to drop 20. <laughs> like, all you have to do is, you know, cut down on one two liter of soda a day. <laughs> and yeah, like, that's all it takes. So, yeah, like, I, I had tried a few things. Um, I tried keto a little bit. Um, and then I even tried, like, some weird stuff. I tried Soylent, which, I don't, are, are you familiar with that? Okay, yeah, so it's... That stuff was weird, and like I have, uh, for for the people that it works for, like awesome. I am super happy for you. If it's working for you, if you're happy, like it it has everything you need. But like for me, I had, and it still have like a food addiction. So replacing replacing food with a with a shake just wasn't doing it. It just I was going crazy. And I also think it's kind. I'm not. I also think it's kind of really weird that a a company like that names their product after something that sounds like it relates to the movie Soylent Green. Yeah. Which is like, you know, yeah. that old school kind of horror action film where the Soylent drink turns out to be people. Yeah, I never and, got that. And, it. So that's, that's, a, that, that's my, my, my dipping into that when I was like, is this, the first time I saw it, I was like, is this a real thing or is this like one of those like ironic humorous products where like they're putting it out and it's not like a real ad. And then I was like, oh no, it is a real thing. Okay. Yo, yeah, no, totally real. Mm. And I, I, I gave it a shot. Mm -hmm. I even like went on, uh, went on to like Reddit and stuff and found like subreddits for it where people shared recipes on oh, yeah. what made their favorite flavors mm. and all that. And yeah, no, that, that wasn't me. <laughs> so you, you hit this, you know, like you said, you, you, you errored a 700 pound scale and then eventually mm -hmm. saw a number on there. What? So, because I, I think one of the things that people are sitting out there waiting for me to ask is, so how does that then, <laughs> how do you then end up on my 600 pound life? Like, how does that occur? Like, how did that come into the play yeah. for you? Uh, there was a lot of build up to it. Um, so I'd, I'd left my job in IT, just miserable, left it, couldn't do it anymore. Um, tried doing, tried focusing solely on freelance, was doing all right, but was still struggling. Um, and I, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but eventually I went to see a therapist. And yeah, they, it was like that first session was just like this big trauma dump where I just went over like everything that has ever happened. I'm sorry, my dog is getting jealous and I'm not paying attention to him right now. It's okay. I'm, um, I'm surrounded by four dogs myself right now who invariably keep poking their faces in my face. <laughs> yeah he anytime anytime there's someone else he he just gets the squeaker but uh yeah so like i i started seeing a therapist and, and like they were 
they were concerned. Uh, I was concerned. Um, I had a primary primary care doctor. He was concerned. Um, but after seeing like the a couple of a couple sessions of therapy, uh, going to see a psychiatrist to try to get some medications and like actually accept. All right, there's like there's there's some stuff that I need to take care of. Um, I eventually applied for disability, um, which like scared the crap out of me. Oh, I, I was 26, 27 around there, um, applying for disability because like I, I need to make sure that stuff is, you know, going to be paid for. And, uh, I got approved on the first attempt within like two or three months. And like, I know people who've, who've applied for that and who have tried to get it. And like, they had to go through attempt after attempt after attempt. And they were in way worse shape than I thought that I was. So for me to get approved on like the first shot, I was like, nah, man, there's something, there's something wrong. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I had this, uh, this one moment when I was freelancing, I was, I was in an office and, uh, I thought that I was having a heart attack and, um, I just didn't know what to do, so I got in my car, drove off uh, to try to find a hospital, and uh, eventually made it to the hospital, got put in the ER. They forgot about me, <laughs> and uh, I had to, yeah, I had to, like, convince them to let me go home. So there's, like, all this stuff that's going on, all this stuff that I'm struggling with, and um, on top of that, like, I couldn't sleep, right? Like, you weigh that much. It was whenever you lay down, your your body is just like collapsing in on itself. So I, I I couldn't breathe when I was yeah. So I had trouble sleeping. And one night, about like three four o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting there hating on myself, like just miserable. Don't know what to do. And it's around that time that you start to get this motivation that like doesn't come any other time. It's like all right, I'm going to get my life together tomorrow. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go do this and this and this. And you start feeling good and positive. And like, I've had this motivation before, but this time I'm going to do something about it. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ride that wave. Like I can do something right here, right now at three o'clock in the morning. Um, and I knew about this show called my 600 pound life. Never watched an episode. Didn't know who Dr. Now was, but I knew that it existed. And I'm like, yeah, what do I, what do I have to lose? Like, I'm already trapped here. I can't hardly get out of bed to use, like, to even use a toilet. There's nothing, there's nothing here that, that I have to lose. So I just went online, did a quick Google search, found out how to apply, put in an application. Um, a couple days later, they're asking me for pictures. So I'm like, all right, well, we're already, already further ahead than I expected. Uh, so I start sending them some pictures. Then they ask for a video of uh, me trying to do stuff. And I'm like, well, that's going to be kind of boring because I do not leave my house. <laughs> I, uh, like, I, I, I was terrified of leaving the house. If, if I got into my car, I would always think, like, if I got into an accident, how were they going to get me out of this thing? Um, so, yeah, it, I, I make a couple of videos uh, send them over, and then like a week later, there's the film crew in my house. So I've gone from this guy that like never left his home, hated his life, over 700 pounds at some point, don't know where I am at that point, just no idea because I'm afraid to step on the scale, to having a full production crew, 
in my living room <laughs> asking me about my life. Um, and I, I, I just, I spilled my guts. I told him, told him everything. <laughs> um, it was, it was a really interesting experience. Um, I, one of the things that like I see a lot of people talk about is, uh, or complain about in regards to the show is how when someone's like narrating or, or starting out, they always say, you know, I hope Dr. Now will help me. I don't know. And everyone's always like, well, obviously he's going to help you here on the show. Well, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> they, they made it clear to us that like, he could still say no. They haven't put a whole bunch of money into this. Like they, they came out, they did like one interview and like did a couple of, you know, opening shots. Like it'd be super easy for them to back out at any point. So w the question of will he help me it was like it was a valid question. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, let's be realistic. They're they're making television, so yeah. they want to fight like I, as much as you know they they've got a great mission you know to help people, but they also want to make sure that it's going to translate to something that is going to be good for the show in the end. You know, and I, I don't want that to sound as sinister as I make it sound, but you know what I mean. Like that idea that okay. You know they want these they want these stories to act, you know someone who's going to actually be willing like you were saying to open up because they they want to showcase what life is really like because that's one of the, the things about the show that I think you know for all the people that have issues or things along those lines with it like the thing that I personally really connected with on the show is I don't think people realize what life is like when you're that big and it's one of the first times that they it's an actual show that documents what life is like when someone is 700 pounds, like your life at 700 pounds, being in your house, like what it was like for you to move around. Like there's a lot of things that people don't really think about because even when they have 100 pounds to lose, 200 pounds to lose, it it enters new dimensions in terms of the things you have to think about. Like I that example you gave of what happens, uh, you know, if you're in a car accident, you know, I used to think about like, so what happens, you know, what happens if I end up stuck somewhere? Like even when I, when friends would invite me to go somewhere and I would think, well, what if I end up even end up on the ground, like go to the beach. If I end up on the ground and have to have, you know, have people help me get up off the ground, like the, all of those thoughts and things along those lines. Like, so I think being willing to open up and share that with the world really, you know, is powerful on your part, but I understand too, on the show's part, they're like, they want to make sure that that's what they're going to be able to get out. You know, how you're going to be able to articulate that. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they, they like, we gave uh, one day of that initial like film thing was was the interview, um, and I'm I, I still remember like I'm wearing like this red shirt and like these khaki pants and they set up the camera in a in a very particular spot because they wanted to get they wanted to make me look like as bad as possible, which like yeah it's it's TV it's what they do, and um, you know they they would ask me all these questions, dude that was a ten hour interview. I don't know how much of it they used in the show. We sat there and talked for 10 hours. Um, and, like, they just poked and prodded at everything, trying to get, like, the drama. Which, <laughs> to me, I don't consider myself a very dramatic person. Like, I I just sort of, I just do what I do. Like, that's, that's it. <laughs> um, so, I was kind of surprised when uh, when they actually wanted to, to continue. Because I'm like... What, what do I do that's entertaining? Like, I, t I take a shower? At, like, yeah. Um, you know, I, I might drive over to Zaxby's to get some food. <laughs> like, what's, uh, 
okay. You're, you're but, sitting there thinking to yourself, I don't know if I'd watch this. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entertaining. I'm not, <laughs> I don't belong on TV. Like, uh, that, what? <laughs> so, yeah, like, it, it, there was a lot of doubt that anything was going to actually come from it. Um, but at the same time, like, I was, I was still sort of riding that motivation from before. Um, so I had actually started to go to a gym by the time that we began filming. Um, and I had started to lose weight. Uh, to the point where the show told me to stop. They were like, no, no, we, we, like, we need you to be like, at, at your worst when you go to see Dr. Now. Then you can start to lose weight. And I'm like, nah, y'all don't get it. Like, I don't know if this guy's going to help me. He's some little dude out in Texas who I've, I've only heard of like through other people and through like a couple of quick Google searches. Um, I'm done being this big. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Um, so, like, I, I kept going to the gym and doing stuff, which I was another thing that I thought they might, you know, cut me for because I, I wasn't playing into the to the drama of it. Um, but they, they kept me going. Um, they, they, they just, for some reason, they were interested. And, like, it's still blowing my mind. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep doing doing my thing here. Um, they did that big interview. They were out here for a couple days. Then uh, shortly after that, they wanted they wanted me to go out in Texas to, to meet Dr. Now. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is big. Yeah. <laughs> this this just got real now. Yeah, now, now it's now actually happening. Do, <laughs> yeah, like, now not only do I have to leave my house, now I have to get into a plane. Like, they're going to have to, like, just clear out a couple of sections to balance it out. Like I'm going to need a whole row. Um, I, I couldn't fit like, I couldn't fit my seatbelt around me in the car. How am I going to fit these little buckles on a plane around me? Um, and of course, like when we, we, we get to the airport, uh, it just makes everything so much more stressful because you have a camera crew following you. So yeah, you're, you know, you're six, 700 pounds walking through an airport drenched in sweat after like 10 seconds of walking because your body's just like screaming in agony and uh then there's a big camera pointed at you because you know you you weren't obvious enough mm. um, yeah exactly a 700 pound person walking through the airport is not going to attract enough attention let's throw a camera crew in there yeah like <laughs> i was used to being a spectacle at this point uh and scaring and scaring small children and small dogs but uh you know, wasn't used to doing it on camera. Um, so we, you know, we, we, we hop onto the, onto the plane, we, we fly over, uh, and I, I meet, I meet Dr. Now. Um, guy's incredible, man. Like, I, I, I don't know how many fans of the show there are, but I know that the vast majority of them are fans of Dr. Now. He deserves it. Guy's amazing. Love him. Um, it actually like I, I was I was real nervous about that first encounter because that first encounter that they show on the show like that was that was legit that was the first time I, I'd ever lay I yeah never laid eyes on him before that um, the actual appointment was a lot longer than what they did but he comes in and he's like he introduces himself and asks how I am and you know uh, then he starts with like some of the basic info like how much do you weigh. How tall are you? And, I, and anybody asked me how tall I was, I'm like, uh, you know, it's been a while. I'm like six, 
six one, six two, somewhere around there. Um, and he just like he's just like taking notes in his little pad, and he just doesn't even miss a beat, doesn't look up, just goes, "Oh yeah, I used to be six foot." It keeps going, and I'm like, "Wait, wait, did he make a joke? Like, am I allowed to laugh at that? <laughs> like, like what's what's the protocol here? Because like that was funny." <laughs> um, and that that sort of set the set the mood for the whole thing. Um, yeah, guy guy was awesome. We we did the way in there. Um, and man, it was, it was on, like he, uh, he, he, he said that he was going to help me in that, in that session. And in that appointment, it was the first time I'd gotten any confirmation. <clears throat> it was the first time I had any idea of what, what might end up happening. And, uh, we, we just, we just got, we just got rolling. Man. And, and how did and, that uh, feel like, no, especially opening yourself up to that opportunity, but also having that part of you that's like, I don't know if this is going to actually turn into something. And, but I know I need to save my life. Like, I know I need to do something. Like, what, what, how did it feel when they, you know, when he said, when they said, okay, let's do this? Oh, it was, it was wild. I didn't know what to feel. Um, I was in, I'm, I'm like, I'm in this desperate situation. I need a desperate solution. That's the only way that I'll get out. So when he did it, it was like, it was a big wave of relief. Um, I was, I was happy. I was super anxious and nervous for like, what's going to come? Like, what's going to happen? Am I going to meet expectations? Like, am I going to do everything? Um, so it, it was just this whole slew of, of everything at once. And, uh, it, 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 it was awesome. You know, I wish I could live in that moment because it was the first time that I, I had I had family in the past tell me, you know, they want to help me and blah, blah, blah. But, like, it was always like, oh, I'm concerned about you. I don't want you to die. Lose weight. There was never any, like, real stuff there. There was never any, like, genuine, like, let's do this to it. It was always, I want you to do this. And I'm like, this bullheaded guy at this point so i'm like well you think i got problems you should check out yourself um so this was like the first time that i had someone who like i genuinely felt was going to help me and was capable of doing it exactly um, yeah that the, there it wasn't just words there's there there then was an action plan yeah yeah and he had it like he had it laid out man he's like all right you're gonna do this you're gonna do this you're gonna do this you're gonna lose this much in this amount of time then we're gonna do this then this is gonna happen and i'm like oh sweet i don't have to think anymore i don't i just have like i'm a very goal oriented person so when he gives me like those goals he's i'm like okay cool i just gotta do that i'm set so he said like the first time um he wanted me to lose like 40 pounds or something um and mind you the the show the show changed things um yeah it's they they always do it's for drama um i'll lay it out right now i never missed a weigh-in and i never (laughs) i never like i i passed his goal every time by like 10 to 15 pounds so like that first time that he he set a, a goal for me to lose a certain amount um it was like 40 pounds. I think I lost 60. And like, it was just wild. I didn't realize that I was capable of doing that. But I I got Dr. Now on my side. You know, now I can do it. Um, 
so I started I started losing weight. Then they they wanted me to move, and uh, that was terrifying. Um, you know, I I I own I I had already bought a house at that point in my life, <clears throat> so I was like, well, what am I gonna do with like this house that you know I've I've worked so hard for? Um, and uh, luckily, I had some friends who uh, could help out. I rented it out while I was gone, you know, got stuff in order, um, and I started looking looking for apartments. And uh, it was it was a bit of a pain, honestly, because they had a lot of requirements for the apartment. Um, another one of those rumors that that I've seen pop up a lot is that uh, like the production company owns an apartment complex or like owns apartments and like they just use those, which is why they all look similar. Nah, man, <laughs> they uh, they don't own Jack. They uh, they just have such strict rules that about like where you can live that all of the apartments just kind of look the same because they were all built by the same people. Um, so like I, I, I kept looking and none of what I had suggested to them fit their parameters and their rules. And uh, they were like, no, you can't live here because it's, you know, it's, it's outside of the hospital radius. Uh, no, you can't live here because it's too close to another cast member. Um, and stuff like that. And um, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm tired of playing this game. Um, you find a place. I'll just make it work. They found one. I moved in. Um, but uh, it was that was a whole process in itself because I was, uh, at that point, at that point, my mom was still supposed to come with me. Um, she was, she'd come out to like that first appointment and stuff. And when she came out to that first appointment, that was like the first time that we'd seen each other in, in years at that point. Um, so it was a big shock. Uh, they made, I think they made it, I think they said something about like, she used to come over and like make sausage gravy or something. Um, which like, I used to go to her house and eat sausage gravy when I was a kid, but she only she didn't come over. She lived like I, I don't even remember where she lived. She was a, she, no, she was in West Virginia. She was living in West Virginia at the time. Man, I don't care what type of mother you are, how much you care. You're not driving from West Virginia to South Carolina just to make your kids some sausage gravy. That's not gonna happen. Um, so like that that part that part got a little a little you know. Uh, spiced up for TV, but uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll play along with it. Um, they, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still thinking that I'm not very interesting. So I'm like, yeah, I get it. They need, to, they need to have something. Um, but uh, she had this like issue of every time I was trying to get a budget together and stuff. Um, she would like dodge the question or she'd get angry and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, these are some red flags. I've seen these before. She's not, she, she's not coming. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I, it, it was like this big, like blow to, to that whole journey, that whole weight loss process, because, uh, you're not allowed to move out on your own or at least like they tell you that, like it's part of the contract. You have to live with somebody. Um, and I, I think a few people have gotten around it somehow, but they were pretty, they were pretty strict on that with me. They were like, no, somebody has to go with you. And I'm like, well, I got one other option. Uh, that's my dad. I, 
he'll probably do it. <laughs> he's at least he's at least he's at least he's you know entertaining. Um, so I called him up, and uh, we talked about it. He agreed to go. Then, uh, you know, he, he then after that, like, uh, I think we had to like film that interaction. So that whole that whole interaction there was recreated. Uh, but it it was that was like I don't even know how to describe it. It was, yeah. just, it was a big step. Well, that's yeah. that's like it, leaving home. It's it's not just in, in this case about you're deciding you're going to lose weight and you're going to follow an eating plan and, and get surgery, you know, all of those other, those big picture details, like yeah. l logistically there was a lot going on, you know, a lot that had to, had to fall into place and a lot that had to be put into place for you. And, you know, I hope, I hope your dad's aware that they're, you know, in, in terms of everything that I've seen, the, he's got a pretty solid fan base out there from your episode. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he's aware. He, uh, he, 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 he got like a lot of messages on Facebook right after it aired. Um, which he wouldn't admit, but he, he low-key loved it. He was like, yeah, <laughs> getting all of them, like, Gen X moms out there. Um, I'm like, all right, man, calm down. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, he, 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 he pulled through. Um, which, that was, that was another, that was like another first for me. Um, didn't really have any, any experiences like that in the past. He, he worked so much that, like, he, he wasn't really there, and he didn't really know much uh, about how bad my weight had gotten. Um, he knew that I was big, but he hadn't seen me in, in years either. I'd basically cut myself off from the whole world. Um, you get to be like a certain size, and you're just embarrassed to show, your show yourself. So, uh, well, you don't, you don't yeah. call your dad and say, hey, just want to let you know, I bought a 700-pound scale. It, it, it's not working. Um, just figured you should know, <laughs> no, you know, no, like that's, definitely, you know, definitely I don't do that. <laughs> I got a, I got out of bed today. I just wanted you guys to know that, that, you know, that's a big one. Like it's, it, I think that's a, a, a familiar thing. A lot of people hear, especially when you're, you're significantly overweight. Like when people finally hear your story and, and hear what's going on there, they, that you get a lot of the, I had no ideas, you know, I didn't, and oh, yeah. we build that, you know, we put that in place, you know, it's, it's, it's not because they weren't necessarily paying attention it's because you weren't putting it out there for them to pay you know to pay attention to it all oh yeah like you you hide it like you're you're ashamed that's that's a that's a, it's a it's a real issue um so yeah they, he, he hadn't he had no idea how bad it it actually was and also like those little victories of like oh i got up uh, i stood up today which like to everybody is is no big deal but to me that means basically deadlifting 500 pounds um because i've got all of this extra mass around me everywhere i can't take a step without without wearing 500 pounds of extra mass um so you know those those little tiny victories that are, are big to you oh yeah you don't really think that they matter to anyone else well and, um, and then so, how do you start yeah. that discussion like you know, like it, it's one of those things where, like, how do you, you know, what we don't necessarily build those those communication pathways, you know, especially in when families in general, we tend not to be the best communicators anyway, and like being able yeah. to kind of open that up, like for people to see, is is not easy, you know. But you, oh, yeah, and and go ahead. I I didn't want to be a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was afraid of being a disappointment to him. It 
and I, I felt like I was because he he uh, my stepmom was the one who like really put the emphasis on weight, but um, my grandmother had uh, an eating disorder, and she had had like two bariatric surgeries, um, in, like in her life, and so he hated overweight like he he did not want anything to do with food he didn't want to watch people eat he didn't want to hear people eat he hated food um unless it was like you know him personally having a meal um but yeah he didn't want to talk about it or anything um because he'd had this like awful experience with food with his mom growing up so i knew that he had that and you know at points in my life he told me that like his biggest fear was me being overweight and me having a weight issue. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I hid that stuff, man. I did not want him to know. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. then you move, and he becomes a part of the show with you. Like, you know, so then you mm -hmm. have, you know, what was it like then to have to put it all, you know, for lack of a better term, like, put it all on display? Um, God. It's, uh, you know, at, at first, it's, it's really weird. It's really uncomfortable, um, but they, uh, they, 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 they come around like so often in the beginning that quicker than you would imagine, you, you get used to having a camera crew around and you get used to doing interviews because after, b before and after every shoot, they did an interview. Um, so, you know, they'd ask like generic questions and stuff and you, you, you you adapt to it like you adapt to being overweight you find ways to to make things happen and to get what you need and when you're put into a situation like that you just sort of you just sort of adapt to it um so i i was doing things that i was completely new to um that i didn't like doing uh but yeah you just at some point you just you just do it um and I'd, I'd accepted, you know, again at this point that I needed a desperate solution. Um, so I was just like, whatever, I'll, I'll do what you ask. Uh, even if even if that means doing stuff that, you know, you don't want to do. But uh, it, it, the actual, like, the actual weight issue of it and, like, losing the weight at first was super easy. Um, Doctor Now has... A meal plan um and i i can't even tell you how many people have asked me for it which like uh for good like if you just go on google and look for it it's it's there oh yeah like, it's, it's everywhere like people love talking yeah. about it yeah and and it's not it's not complicated either like um when he told me about it it i was like that's it and he's like yeah because like he gives you like a list of foods that to to avoid um and then he tells you high protein low carb, no sugar. And that's it. Like that's all there is to it. <laughs> like there it's 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 like a it's like a very close cousin of keto because like it's all about you know building up protein and cutting out carbs. Uh the only difference is that he didn't care about fat. Like fat content didn't matter. The only, there there was two things. There was carbohydrates and there's protein. And uh you know, that's, that's, that's it. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I started, started eating, um, 
finding like more keto friendly foods, uh, going to the gym, doing that pretty, pretty regularly at the time, uh, at this point, like, um, I'm still doing freelance work. I'm still doing all that, but because it's remote work, I can work whenever I want. Like, so I just made it a daily habit to go to the gym. Um, and then basically live off of turkey meatballs um, because it was like the, this perfect this perfect ratio of everything that I needed and, uh, and it was super easy and uh, yeah nah man weight just, weight just fell off at the beginning it was, it was amazing and I tell people all the time um, it's a lot easier to lose 200 pounds than it is to lose 20 because when you are that big literally all you have to do is like take a couple extra steps or, you know, cut out a glass of soda and, and you'll lose weight. Like your body, it's so hard to maintain that size that like your body doesn't want to do it. Um, so yeah, losing like that first hundred and 200 pounds, it, it was nothing. Um, and I was like hitting all of these goals that he was setting out for me. Um, He'd say, all right, come back in a month. I want you to lose 20 pounds. Um, I'm like thinking to myself, all right, he wants 20. I'm going to lose 40. Like I'm going to double that number. <laughs> um, and that's why that's why I, I, I always looked a little um, less enthused when I weighed in. Because like even though I beat his number, it, it was really rare that I beat my number. Um, yeah. So like... <laughs> He's he's putting out these realistic goals. I'm putting out these unrealistic goals and like beating myself up for it. But uh, you know, it, it it was still working. Um and uh yeah, we we I don't even No, so you so you you're hitting the goals, you get approved for surgery. Yeah. And um, actually Go ahead. I I got I got approved for surgery um on my first return visit. Uh when I lost like that that initial so i had like the initial weigh-in and then i had like the first return visit that first return visit is when he approved me for surgery um we didn't have it right away but he he told me he's like okay yeah i see you're serious we're gonna do it. and that 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 was another one of those like mind-blowing experiences like, oh crap it's gonna happen like this is real there's no going back he's gonna cut me open which like i've looked i've looked into weight loss surgery at this point People don't do weight loss surgery on people my size. Um, am I going to die? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Uh, but Doc, he's a pro. Like, he does. Uh, he explained to me, you know, what surgery we were going to be doing. Um, he wanted to to do the gastric sleeve, and I'm like, well, why don't? Like, I, I'm like, I, I keep hearing about like the ba the the bypass, and like, like, do, why don't we want to do that? Um, and that's another one that I, I've seen a lot of people ask questions about is why does he focus so much more on the on the sleeve now, whereas he used to do the, the gastric bypass. And it's um, it's because it's easier to go back in and redo it. Because if you do a gastric bypass, that's like that's it. Like you can't you can't re bypass. But if you get the the sleeve, all that they do is take out part of your stomach. So that means that like if for some reason you regain and you need to go back under, they can still do the bypass and like get that extra that extra push um plus it's just safer so um yeah he he explained to me that's what we're gonna do um i went in did the surgery and uh came out and 
when I came out of that surgery, it was like the very first time in my life where I didn't want food. Like, yeah, like they, they would come to my, my room and bring me like a, a tray of something and um, on it would be like some vegetables, uh, some sort of protein and then a popsicle. I think in that, like the first two days after, after my surgery, I think I had one popsicle. <laughs> That's like your stomach just can't, it, there's just nothing in there. There's no desire to eat at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I had like one popsicle. I started, um, to try uh, a couple of different things. Um, but pretty much everything is, is, is liquid at that point. Um, and, uh, Dude, I hate soup. I hate soup so much. Like, I've never liked soup, and they want me to live off of this stuff. I'm like, no, no, please don't make me. But, like, the thought of putting anything solid inside of me is just, like, terrifying, so no, I'm not going to do it. Um, so, uh, start doing, like, the liquid diet. Uh, and it was, like, sort of the, the same issue that I had with, with, uh, with Soylent, where, you know, I had this, like, eating addiction... And you can't really replace that with, with, with just fluid. But, uh, this time it worked because that fluid was, it took like two or three sips to, and I'm full. Like the thought of food is just nauseating. Um, so I just, I, I, man, I, I told them all the time while we were filming, like, I don't think that this is going to go to air. Like, I don't think that this is interesting because the, only thing that I am doing is what this little man tells me to do. Like, uh, he tells me, don't eat this. I don't eat it. He tells me, go for a walk. I go for a walk. Like there's, there's nothing, there's nothing really like interesting happening here. Um, but, uh, you know, they kept filming. I kept losing. And, um, I forget, uh, I forget exactly where it was. Like when that first episode ended, um, I know it wasn't a year. Uh, they, 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 they said that it, it was a full year for that first episode. I think it was close to like six, six or seven months. Cause, cause like, I just, I just lost so much so quickly that like they had what they needed. So they just were like, okay. Um, and, uh, it's after that first episode goes to air that you're finally allowed to talk to other cast members because they had this. Uh, real strict clause that you you're not allowed to talk to anyone else who's been on the show or anyone else who is currently filming for the show until your first episode goes to air then you're allowed to discuss things um i found out later what i believe to be why that is and that's because during like the um the voiceover stuff that is another one people always question um that i there was a lot of fighting on that um because they, they, they were trying to add some drama in places that I, I just wasn't willing to add drama. Um, and they just wanted stuff that I didn't want to talk about. I wanted to focus on, like, my my physical and mental health. That's what I wanted it to be about. And, uh, and, and at this point, I'm starting to get really anxious and freaked out about, well, what is it that they're going to show? Because, like, I don't have any say in what's going to be on TV. And I know that this is, like, this is aired internationally. Like, this is going to be on chan- on TVs across the world. Like, this is, this is someone's impression of me. 
Can you hold on one second, Justin? Yes. So we had a little bit of a dog um, hubbub, so but Justin was talking. Go ahead, Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I was just saying, like, I, I didn't know what they were going to do uh, on the episode, and I'm starting to to get really anxious and freaked out. Um, I didn't like what they had me saying during the voiceover stuff because I have a bit, a bit of, like, a bit of production experience myself just from, like, getting my degree and some of my work. So I, I know about Franken-editing, which is where you get somebody to say something in a couple of different ways um, and then you just go in and you cut and paste and you can make somebody say whatever it is that you want. And I'm like, I don't want them to make to make me say something that I didn't actually say. Um, so I was not the the most um, the most willing participant in that. Uh, I definitely fought back a, a little a little bit. Um, but you know, we we got it done. We got it taken care of. And uh, the the crazy part is like after the voiceover session, they're like, okay, like yeah, you're done. Um, you know, we, if if we do a if we do a second episode, we'll let you know. Um, in the meantime, just you know, keep losing weight, keep doing your thing. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm like six months into this year long lease on this apartment. Um, you know, options are pretty pretty limited. Um, I'll you know, I'll I'll just keep keep on trucking. Um, so is that why? Because I remember in your I, episode, you know, when you're your dad is heading home and it, it kind of produce presents it as like, you're choosing to stay. Yeah. I, that, that wasn't, that wasn't really what happened. Um, my, uh, my grandmother passed away while, while we were out in Texas. Um, and my, my dad lived with my grandmother after uh, his divorce with my stepmom. Um, he, he moved in with her, um, which is why he was able to come out to Texas. You know, he didn't really have any, any bills or stuff of his own. So it was, it was a lot easier for him. Um, not to say he didn't make sacrifices. I don't want to, you know, say, say that, but like it, he was in a position where he was actually capable of doing that because he did, he, he, you know, had some, had that flexibility. So after my grandmother passed away, she, uh, she left the house to him. Um, and, uh, he wanted to get back to the house to fix it up. Um, and he kind of felt like, all right, you know, the episode's done, they're done filming. Um, so he started making, he started plans to go back home. Um, and, uh, I was like, you know, I, I can't really, can't really afford this place on my own. Um, and, and he needs help. Like, I felt like that house did need a lot of work and that I was finally in a spot where, you know, I can, I can swing a hammer again. I can pick stuff up again. I can actually, you know, lend him a hand. And, uh, and that's, that's why we ended up going back was he, he was, he was pretty done with Texas. He wanted to get home and I kind of felt like I owed him. So we went back and, uh, yeah, it, I was, I was nervous about that cause it was putting me back. Uh, it was taking me away from Dr. Now who I'd come to rely on. Um, he was sort of like a, you know, like a, not like a crutch, but he was, he was like this pillar that I knew was, was always there. Um, but things start to start to level out. Um, and, 
after after a few months, you know, we've we've done a little bit of work on the house, um, mostly like painting and, and touch ups and you know just stuff that I'm able to do. Um, after you know a, a couple months, there's a uh, like this tenant at my house, and she. Uh, well, she, she, she broke, she broke the rules of her, of her lease. Um, so yeah, I'm like, all right, uh, that's, that's that. We're not, we're not playing around with my house. Uh, uh, don't like that game. So I'm like, Hey dad, uh, I, uh, you know, are, are you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. So I'm like, all right, um, I'm going to, you know, go back to move back into my place. Uh, so I moved back into my house and, uh, start, meeting like friends again and uh you know like one, one, of the, one of the most wild things was after we were done uh doing voiceovers they told me like yeah this you know the show's uh it'll it'll be on tv you know um you know in in probably in a couple of months uh just keep losing weight that was it like that's all that i heard the way that like i knew that my episode was coming out was because I saw a commercial for it. Ah. Like, I'm sitting there chilling. Yeah, I'm still at the apartment in Texas, and I'm, like, just sitting there chilling. Uh, I got the TV on in the background, and I hear my voice, and I'm like, oh, no, this is it. <laughs> and and it was so not flattering. And, like, I, I get it. Like, they had, to, they had to make it not flattering. They had to do all this. Uh, but it just it wasn't what I... I was, I was like afraid. I'm like, man, there's going to be people's like, they're going to judge me. Like, how am I going to get a job after this? Like it, all, all they're going to do is Google me and they're going to see like this, this big fat guy on TV, which like when, when I was still like in the process of getting to my highest weight, I, it was, it was so hard to find like an office job because no one wants to hire a fat person. Like I would go to interviews and like, I, I'd, I'd, I'd kill the interview. Like I'd walk out of there feeling like a million bucks. And like, I, I had my, my job description or the experience. I had all this. I never call back. You, you can only apply for so many of those. Get a call back before it's like, all right, well, you know, there's something stopping these people. And yeah, yeah, it, it was it was because side like no one no one would hire a fat guy, um, so oh I under I was I was nervous <laughs> about like what my my future would look like yeah so oh, go ahead no I, I one I I can relate to that you know I I remember I when I was looking for jobs at almost five hundred fifty pounds like I would be like I'm qualified for this position I could do this but they're seeing me come into this you know come into their office and. You know, you know this experience very well, I'm sure, where you're like, okay, where am I going to be able to sit? Like, where where can I actually, you know, there's there's very sm small chairs with arms in this office. What this is the first <laughs> this is the first foot I have to put forward to someone is be like, do you have anywhere else I can sit? Like, you know, it's people don't like to admit yeah. that 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 happens, but a lot of that there's the, even subconsciously there's a lot going on there for people when you're in that environment. Oh yeah, so like I, I would walk in and like I could just see them like tallying up. Oh man, this is gonna hit our insurance. Um, but yeah, like you said, like the the chairs with arms, chairs with arms are the enemy. Like they, you just didn't, you just didn't fit. So it's so, and then always afraid of actually breaking it. Oh it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was it like? 
because I, I, I want to talk about when you got back, you know, got back home into that space. But when you realized that the episode was going to air, you know, and then it starts to air, like, what was that like for you having that all out there? Um, I told myself I wasn't going to watch the episode. And, like, I was fully committed to that up until I heard that commercial. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to know. I knew that things were going to be changed. I knew that it was going to be added. I didn't, I didn't want to watch it because I was like, I just had, it, it, it's just surreal. That's like, I, I just can't, there's no other word for it. It's just surreal. Um, but like I saw that commercial and I'm like, Oh no, this looks bad. <laughs> I gotta do something. Um, so, uh, uh, at this point, like I've found, um, this like, like my 600 pound life subreddit and I browsed it a little bit and I get like real anxious about what they're going to say. So I reached out to the mod, I made an account and I made, I reached out to the mods on there and I was like, Hey, um, this is me. Uh, I'm just nervous about like, you know, somebody claiming to be me. Um, because I've seen like stuff like that in the past where people pretend that, you know, they're somebody and, uh, you know, I, I got verified, um, with them and then they asked me if I would watch it like with them because they do this live stream, uh, or this live chat. And I was like, Oh God, that's, you know what? Maybe that'll be my opportunity to like write some wrongs and clarify some stuff. So, uh, when that first episode was, was about to air, uh, dad and I both, you know, hopped, hopped down on the couch and pulled up the TV and I booted up the laptop and got into that chat room and we just, we just watched it. And man, it is like, I was at this point where I was still really big. Like, you know, sitting there watching it, I'm still like morbidly obese, but I'm half the size that I was when I first started it. And I didn't recognize myself at first. I'm like, Oh God, yeah, that is me. Like my face looks different. Like everything is like, it, it's, it, it's, it's this weird thing. Like you're looking at this like alternate version of yourself. And, um, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't, I don't like this. This isn't cool. Um, but you know, yeah, I watched the episode. It, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. They didn't, they, they made a few changes that I, I was unhappy with, but, like, what are you going to do? Um, and, uh, I, it, it ended up, it ended up getting pretty, like, solid feedback, um, after that. I just remember, like, my Instagram and Facebook just blew up, man. Like, <laughs> I had, like, two or three hundred followers on Instagram that morning and then by that night I had like 15,000 and uh I was like I don't know uh I don't know how to handle this um because you know the only attention that I'm used to getting at this point in my life is oh look at that fat guy um and now I got people reaching out to me and like saying that I'm an inspiration and that like motivated them and like congratulating me on you know losing all this weight and uh didn't know how to handle it. Super uncomfortable. Um, at first I felt this like obligation to respond to people who send me direct messages. Um, and I responded to a lot of people. Um, but it just got to be overwhelming to where there was like, there was just too many, like there, there was like hundreds and hundreds of messages a day and, uh, it was just too much to keep up with. So I got, 
I just sort of let it sit for a while and uh, didn't do too much. Um, but I, I, I did, you know, interact a bit on Reddit and um, I, I, the way that I try to do it is like, I keep my Facebook, I, I get people who try to add me on there all the time. Uh, I, I keep my Facebook to only to people that like I actually know. Um, I, I, I'll, most of my posts are friends only. I'll make some that are public, but like that's, that's sort of like my reprieve, my Instagram. I was like, you know what, y'all go wild. You want to, you want to follow, you want to do anything, you want to comment. That's, that's the spot. Um, and I think people picked up on that cause it, it ended up getting, uh, it, it, it keeps growing. Like I, I can tell every time that the episode airs somewhere cause I'll just get like this influx of messages that are like in German or, or Portuguese or something. <laughs> like there's a spike in, in followers. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was getting like all this attention, super uncomfortable. Um, but it, 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 it was another one of those ones where you just sort of, you just sort of adapt and you get used to it. Um, so when I got back to, to Rock Hill, um, and living in my house, I'm seeing my friends again for the first time in, in months and I'm, you know, 300 some something pounds down. So I don't look the same. Um, but like, I actually got to go over to their house. I got to like hang out with friends. I got to sit down on their couch without worrying about breaking it. And I'm like, man, this was worth it. Like, is this what normal people do? Like, is this like, I'm still testing chairs before I sit down. But like they're not, they're not screaming out in agony. Right. <laughs> uh, Your friends aren't looking at so, you like, oh, don't sit yeah, there. Like, okay. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it was just everything. Every it was like it, the world was like brand new because like I'm able to do stuff again. I'm able to go out for a walk. I'm able to, you know, go to my friend's house and and, and see them and spend some time with them and. You know, not make everyone come to me. Um, and uh, one of the, one of the weirdest moments uh, um, was uh, I I'm, I'm back in Rock Hill. Uh, I've only been home for a couple of days, and some friends want to go out for for food. Um, they want to go out for dinner, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat much, but yeah, I'll chill. Um, I'm like, I'm not going to miss an opportunity to. to and do something um so we go out and there's just like this restaurant and uh i'm i'm sitting there having conversations with my friends and somebody comes up to me and they're like excuse me are you justin and i'm like uh yeah yeah i'm sorry did i do something like <laughs> did have i offended you i'm sorry uh and they're like no 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 like i i saw your show and i just like I wanted to, you know, say congratulations and, and ask if I can get a hug. And I'm like, oh my God, this like stranger is asking me for a hug. Like, uh, the, the, the people pleaser in me was like, you know, of course. And, you know, so I gave her a hug and, um, said thank you. But like, I, I started getting like this attention in, in real life, uh, as well as like online, um, in these really, really awkward spots. Um, one time I was coming home from the, from the gym because, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still working out. I'm still sticking to it. I haven't heard back from the show. I don't know if we're going to do a second episode or not. Um, but I know that the show is like a thing. Um, so, and, and, and I'm still, 
in trying to meet, meet my own goals so I can eventually get a skin removal surgery. Um, so I'm still going to the gym regularly. On the way home from the gym one day, I go, I stop at the grocery store, and I'm picking up some more turkey meatballs because that's that like that was that was my food, and then some of that G Hughes sugar-free sauce because I love that man, um, <laughs> and his sauce is amazing. Uh, it added flavor to stuff that like I needed some flavor, um, and like this one time I'm coming home and you know, I stop off and I'm still like I'm still sweaty. I'm in my gym clothes. I'm in gym shorts. Uh, I'm like I smell bad. And I go up and I'm looking at some produce and this little old woman comes up to me like just very casually and like is like looking at like some lettuce or something. And then she just turns to me and she goes, so what's Dr. Now like? And I'm like, well, oh, okay, cool. We're just going to start this conversation in the middle. Yeah, she skipped. Um, yeah, I was going to say she skipped. <laughs> she skipped the introduction and went right to it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, um, well, he's awesome. Thanks for asking. I'm Justin. How are you? <laughs> and, uh, we chatted, chatted for a second, and she, uh, you know, she she went on her way, but uh, yeah, I, I kept, I just kept focusing on losing weight, man. Um, it was it, there. What, I'm curious, like, what having that start to happen, you know, getting recognized, knowing that there are people now who know a lot of your story that you haven't told it to them directly, like, did that have an impact on on your continued, yeah. you know, in terms of like your mental health and your, your continued progress. Like, did, was it challenging? Like, oh, was, yeah. was there a point where it was like, you know, I, I'm sure at some point it's overwhelming to know that that's happening. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was, I was getting to a point at, um, where I was, I was getting nervous about leaving the house again. So I started, uh, I, 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 I pulled like a, pulled a bit of like a Clark Kent and, uh, just started wearing like a, started wearing like a baseball cap when I went out <laughs> and, uh, it uh it definitely helps with you know keeping it low profile um there was like a quick drop in people who recognized me which which was nice um but it was it, it was still nerve-wracking um going out and you know i've already got this issue with like agoraphobia and this you know concern about leaving my house in general um I, i'm not big on attention um it's just not you know who i am and now every time I go out, there's this chance of like these people who I don't know approaching me. Um, so I, yeah, my anxiety and stuff really, really flared up. Um, but I, I was able to sort of focus on, um, on, on skin removal like that. That was my goal. So I knew, uh, I knew that I had to like keep working in order for that to happen. And, um, it, I, I I didn't really expect a whole lot um, at this point uh, from the show, but I, I did eventually hear back from them, and they said they wanted to do a second. And we we started, you know, started filming again, um, and uh, I I was also still trying to just live uh, live a normal life, or at least as close to normal as I could. And I wanted to sort of start a whole bunch of things over. I wanted to make sure that I was like in a field that I liked working in, um, and then I was around people that I liked. So I, you know, I'd started this new job, uh, and I was, uh, I was just all nerves, man. I don't even know how else to put it. Like, 
it's everything is everything is just ramped up because you feel like you're not only are you losing weight for you and you have your own goals that you have to that you have to hit but now i'm afraid of disappointing these people like if we do the second episode and i don't just like kill it i'm just going to let people down they're going to hate me and like it yeah kicks that depression up um but thankfully like that that surgery that i'd had um the the sleeve it it helps me and, and you know a lot of people think that like it gastric and bariatric surgery is like a a, a a solution like some quick fix magic bullet it's not man like it's 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 a tool and it's simple um it's only as effective as you use it but uh it does it does help out tremendously and i was able to sort of stay on my on my diet and keep my activity up to to keep to keep losing um but uh sorry there we go um, yeah i uh mental, so, mental health was was a yeah. big one well and i think that's an important thing like and i've had people on the show before that have had surgery and talk about you know the the importance of people seeing it as as a tool because it's a tool you could misuse. You know, it's a tool. You know, one of the things that I think that stands out when people do see your story is that consistency and that dedication that you had. And you know, I think it it's good for people to hear too that a part of that was influenced by knowing, okay, I'm not just doing this. You know, I'm doing this for me, obviously. You know, for yourself, but you're doing it in this very public space, and that puts some pressure on you, and that creates these expectations. And because, you know, you're talking about, you know, wanting to get to loose skin surgery, that's something else people don't necessarily think about is when you go from over 700 pounds to losing at this point, probably, you know, well over 300 pounds, you know, at that point, like there's skin, there's, it, it becomes, a, it becomes an obstacle. I think one of the phrasings that, that appeared in that, that follow-up was talking about like you, when you were talking about starting to jog and starting to run and you know, like it was like running, you know, jogging with a lead vest on, like it becomes an impediment, not just a part of your body. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it hurts. Like it, it's, it, it hurts, man. And, uh, I had, man, I, I had, I don't know how to put this any other way. I had bigger breasts than most women. So like when I went out for a jog, it was tough to keep them things in place. <laughs> and, uh, it's, I, I, ladies, I feel your pain. Um, I, I, I do. It's, it's a struggle at least, at least as far as, you know, that part goes. Um, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It, it, it was, it was a physical impediment, but it was also a mental one because it was embarrassing. Um, going around and, and running and doing anything, knowing that like all this extra skin that's just sort of dangling around and, and you have this really weird looking body, uh, it, it made it embarrassing to, to go out and, and do anything. Um, it, it, it sucked. <laughs> um, the skin, the skin was like, it, it's, I, I feel like at a certain point, it, it really is medically necessary to get skin removal because it becomes such a big factor. Um, it's hard to keep clean. It's, it's hard to move around. It, causes a ton of back pain because like every time you go it's it's not just like when you're big it's 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 like this stable weight 
Like it's always there, but it's always it's it's always consistent. When it's just skin and like it flops around, it's like it's like carrying it, it it's like carrying like a backpack and trying to jog with that. So it's just it's just bouncing around everywhere. So it tugs and pulls and it yeah it it, it, it causes a lot of pain and discomfort. Well, it's not um, like a, it's not like it's a backpack that's strapped on then, either. It's 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 dangling. You know, it's moving. It's it's creating these kind of yeah. sharp. It's the physics of it, really. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 you're you're you've got this like loose bag that every time you try to do something, you have to handle this part of you that's just sort of floating around freely. Um, and it yeah. So it, it it when I when I eventually uh, got that first skin removal, uh, it was a godsend, man. That was. That just made like a huge, huge difference in my life, and I, I had been losing weight consistently, but you hit plateaus. No, it's normal. Everyone's gonna hit plateaus, um, like that. Your body just gets used to it, and that it happens. But I was in this like this long plateau um, because I had essentially lost all of the fat that I could. I still had a lot of weight on me, but it, it was all skin. Um, like, and like, you could see it like in my face, like my cheekbones were much more pronounced and you know, different parts of me where it, it was really obvious, um, that I, I didn't really have much body fat left. And I had, I had, it's cause I had kind of gone to this other extreme of, uh, you know, I, I'd been eating too much and overeating for so long. Now I'm like overcompensating and I'm eating like as little as possible. And I've used this tool of this surgery too well um because i even on the days that i tried i couldn't get past 700 calories like i just couldn't put more in my body um but like the that that's that surgery it's so different for for different people based on how you use it um there's another person who did the show and uh, a bunch of us went out to, to dinner one time while we were out in texas and i remember we we were all at like different phases of our journey um, but her and I had had the same surgery around the same time. Um, but I was noticeably smaller and it, it, it didn't seem like she had made as much progress. Um, and, uh, when, when we ate, uh, I had half of a meatball and she had like a whole plate of food. And I'm like, I don't know how you're physically capable of doing that. Um, and then like some soda on top of it, and I'm like, man, the, the like the soda's like the top of Doc's list for what not to do because it's like yeah, it's it's full of sugar and all that, um, but also like just like anything carbonated. He says don't touch anything that's carbonated, and it's because that carbonation is going to expand your stomach, like that like it, it's still there's still gases in there, um, so it it was it was that was that was a real big a real big eye opener for me about just how like it really matters on on how well you use it that's what makes the big difference um and uh she 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 went on to do to do really well um but it was it was just it was just this this wild revelation so i'm i'm bouncing around in time here but uh you know sort of back to back to that that skin surgery um uh, it that was another big mental one as well. Uh, body dysphoria is is a big thing, 
and uh, I I still when I when I picture myself in my head I'm still very big um, so like I'll still walk sideways through doors sometimes um, and like test out chairs before I sit and, and, and do like these little like just subconscious things um, because like in my head I'm still big um, and uh, well let's just, it, just in terms of the yeah. amount of time, like how long, you know, how, at that point, like when you're getting, having the, the skin removal surgery, how long had it been since you had been at your heaviest? Um, probably, probably around a year. Yeah. Um, so a year and a couple months. So you had this body yeah. that you lived in for an extended period of time, you know, even having just, you know, come out, you know, when you're talking about your size coming out of college, like years of experience at that size. And then to have that change happen rapidly, you know, it's like your brain in terms of the brain catching yeah. up, you know, having your brain catch up is is a challenge that I think a lot of people face. But when it happens just such in such an extreme way, you know, the amount of weight like there's there's a lot of ca mental catch up there. Yeah, you, you aren't if we all have this like mental image of who we are and, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and that's like. You, you get this like uh, dissociative moment where you look at yourself and if you look at yourself too long, it's like, whoa, wait, that's me. Like I'm inside that. That's what other people see. Um, for me, it was like that every, everywhere, every, every time I saw myself, every time I sat down, I was like, nope, that's what, <laughs> that's not right. That's not me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it, there's a lot to catch up on. Like you're, you can lose the weight physically, but it takes a, it's a lot harder to lose that weight mentally um, and, and get that new version of yourself uh, that you can actually recognize. Which, is, which I'm curious about, like, coming through this, you know, and I know we're not up to present day, really, in terms of your timeline, but I'm knowing yeah. your relationship with food has to change because of the surgery. Like, what on the mental side mm -hmm. of it for you, like, what has that evolution been like in terms of how you approach food and think about food? It's, it's gone through some iterations, man. Um, it, it has, it's when I first like started this whole journey, food was the enemy. It was the, the source of my problems. Um, then once I started like getting some, some, some therapy and some psychiatry help, and you know getting my mental health in order i was like no food is not the problem the problem is like all of these other things rattling around in my head food is just an addiction that's just like that's my outlet that's my cigarette that's that's my drug um my weight is a, is a, my weight is a symptom um not you know not the actual problem and there was there was this time where I blamed all of my problems and all my depression on my weight. So once I did like finally lose a whole bunch of weight, um, and that depression and that anxiety was still there, I I didn't go back into relapse. I was still physically pushing, but I went into like this mental health relapse where um, I was like, oh my god, like the problem really is me. Like I've lost all this weight. I'm still unhappy. I'm still anxious. I still have all these issues. Like, what's wrong with me? And uh, that 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 took that took a while to to get through. 
and you know while I'm dealing with that, I'm, food is uh, food is kind of disgusting to me at that point. But it's like you you can't avoid it. You can't just stop eating. Um, so I would I would force myself um, to eat, and I think that's part of what led to my issue with not being able to eat enough because like over time your stomach's supposed to expand after that surgery and I didn't want anything to do with food so my stomach wasn't expanding at like the the, the, the normal rate um, so my body is like going through all of its reserves and you know all the fat even even faster because I wasn't bringing enough stuff in and uh, I got to this you know, moving forward, it, it, it got to this point where I didn't have much like fat left. I didn't have much reserve and I'm still struggling to, to eat. I still don't like food. I still don't want anything to do with food. And I'm sort of like taking this, this sort of like, this sort of self-loathing appreciation of not liking food. Like that I don't like food. I'm grateful that like the thought of food is like it, it turns me away because like it's 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 helping me lose weight and I was still focused on losing weight. Um and like that was yeah. So there there's been a lot there's been a lot of iterations and, and a lot of different ways that I've looked at food. Um and you know after that skin surgery and after the follow-up episode aired and a bit after that, you know, I like to I, I still don't eat normal. Um, like, I go out to, to dinner. Um, I'm, I'm going home with the takeout box. Like, I guarantee that. I have not gone out to eat and finished a meal in, like, at, since since that first. So, like, it still doesn't happen. Um, my stomach is still much smaller than I think most people's. Um, but I've, I've come to sort of... My, my view on food has evolved... Um, I do look at it now as it's, you eat, you eat to live, you don't live to eat. Um, and food doesn't have to be the enemy, but you do need to keep it in check. Um, so I, I, I focus now on more what it is that I'm, that I'm eating and, uh, <clears throat> I can't do things like soda. Um, I haven't had soda in years. Um, I, I tend to avoid most carbs still um, and, and stick to mostly protein foods. But I kind of view food as this sort of background character in my life. Um, it's no longer the main focus but it's it's going to be there it's 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 this recurring theme um and i just have to appreciate it for what it is and accept and acknowledge what it is um yeah food food's food's not the enemy which speaks Uh, to all all of the challenges coming through uh, you know what you've what you've been through like having (laughs) having to have that evolve having to deal with the different you know the skin challenges and having this the skin removed like what so coming out of kind of where you're at now what what are the what are the things that are the priorities for you 
like as far as as far as like my my weight and all that or just like in general or just you know, just in general like in terms of like how your life has a you know you went from this place of being in a, a life where you know your life was in the house and you know and it was mm-hmm. about you know like you were saying using food to fill a space that had nothing to do with food in the end like what is what is life like for Justin now um you know man I'm still boring I'm still like I still don't think that I'm that interesting of a guy like I I I I've done some cool and interesting stuff but like I I like stability man uh I I go to work you know I do I do my job I I I I work on my house and then I I try to find stuff to do in the community um I I get a lot of that I feel a lot of that void now with trying to, to be involved with as much as I, as I can, um, to try to sort of make up for lost time. Um, so, you know, there's like some local organizations that, that I, that I'm involved with, uh, whenever there's like a, you know, a, a, a fair or some sort of festival or event, you know, I, I try to go out and, and experience that. Um, my life now is really focused on, m- not necessarily making up for lost time, but making the most of all this extra time that I've gained. Because had I not lost weight, there's a very real chance I'd be dead right now. And you know, I I, I have those experiences. I you you can't you can't change the past, but I can be in an active role in my future, and I can point that life in the direction that I wanted to go in. And, you know, I'm able to go out and make memories and have experiences now. And, and that's, that's really what, what it's all about at this point is just making the most of, of everything that I've gained and, and appreciating it, you know, because it's a life now that you've earned, you know, you were, you were existing before and heading to this place where you wouldn't have been existing anymore. And now it's not just that you're going to live. It's, it's now you have access to all of these, all of these experiences and, you know, they don't have to be special to every person that's looking, you know, you're not, you're not on television all the time now, you know, you're, you, it's one of those things where like you're living life for Justin and getting out of it. What, what you, what the experiences that you want and the things that you're able to derive that those feelings from. I think that's powerful. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 really just it, it's it is it's, it's just appreciating life what it is, and you know I, I think um, that people who who've gone through like a massive transformation um, as far as like their weight and their size, it, it it changes your outlook on life. It changes the way that you look at everything around you, and it gives you uh, this new appreciation for the little things like being able to get up and take the trash out it's annoying no one likes to do it but i am so grateful that i can that it, it's you know it's 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 all worth it well i thought of that when you were talking about even being able to help your dad you know in the past when you were able to help him with the house like knowing that you went from this place of barely getting barely able to get yourself up to now you could actively partake in the world you know actually be something you know, be someone that is able to participate in those those forms of activities and 
I'm sure even more of those doors have opened as time has progressed for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I used to, I used to have this like real big fear of being a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you know, I didn't, I didn't want people to go out of their way. I didn't want to bring people down. So that's part of why, like I locked myself up and didn't go out and do stuff, but now I'm able to actually contribute. So I, it, it makes, it makes it easier to go out and do things and not feel like a burden because I know that I'm able to contribute. I know that I'm able to, to, you know, actually be an active part of something and that I have something to give. It's yeah. Brand new world. And I'm curious, Justin, like, what would you say to someone out there who is in the condition that you were in when you got started? You know, someone listening to this episode who, whether they're 500, 600, 700 pounds, and they feel like they don't, you know, because you know there's going to be people who are like, well, you know, he had the opportunity to go on television. But I think the thing that comes from your story is that that you started that wave, that wave of change. You know, you were the one, you know, and you wrote it to take opportunities that allowed you to have access, you know, for, for tools that were going to help you. But it's that motivation wave, you know, that got things started. Like, what do you... What is what are the things the message that you would want to send out to someone who's sitting there thinking that they don't have that motivation or they find it and it, and it becomes fleeting? Like, is is there anything you would say to someone to to help them catch that wave themselves? I normally it's 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 a big one. It, it's it's so hard to to address that issue without without saying something like, you know, look, if, if I can, if I did it, you can, because I used to hear that stuff all the time and I hated it. Um, and, uh, really, you know, it's as long as you're moving forward in some way, it doesn't have to be big steps. It just, you know, baby steps is what I used to tell myself. Like, as long as I'm moving forward, even if it's this tiniest little baby step, then then I'm still doing it. And once, once you start doing it, once you start taking those baby steps, and once you really make, you know, a, a bit of an effort to, to, to stick to it, because, you know, th- there's a difference between that effort to start something and that effort to stick to it. And once you actually get into that rhythm of sticking to it and making those tiny little steps, it gets a lot easier to take the big steps and it gets a lot easier to continue sticking with it. Um, for me, the first thing that I did was I downloaded an, uh, a fitness tracking app, and I started logging my food. That's it. That was my very first step. I just logged my food. I didn't. I didn't go to the gym at first. I didn't. I, I didn't change anything about my life. I just put into this app what I was eating, and. Uh, it sort of forced me to be a bit more conscious and, and aware of what I was doing. And, you know, then after a while I was able to actually track my weight on it. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it doesn't matter what that first step is. What matters is that you take it. And I always tell people to take it now. Don't, don't let that motivation be fleeting. Don't, don't let it go out the door. Because that 3 a.m. motivation that, that I had to reach out to the show it's always going to go away. Like that's, that's not sustainable, but 
when I downloaded that app and I just put in, you know, everything that I remembered eating that day, it made continuing that progress the next day accessible. It, it made it, it made it so that it wasn't this like chore. It was, no, I already started this. Like I'm not starting something new. I'm continuing something that I already did. So just take a baby step and and take it while you can doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter it's it's just a matter it, all that matters is that you that you take that first little baby step as soon as as soon as you're ready i like it and <laughs> it's something that that i think goes hand in hand with a lot of that that stands out to me in your story man is it use the words like being conscious and aware like i i think one of the things that you exemplify is the uh, not just about making physical changes and not making changes to what you eat, but having a conscious awareness of what else is going on for you. You know, the mental health aspect being really yeah. important, especially, you know, I think because like, you, you know, we also talked biologically, like no one is meant, no one's body is built to weigh 700 pounds. So when you're when you weigh 700 pounds, there's, there's more than just going on than food. You know, there's something there that it's it's worth mm -hmm. looking at and worth working on and worth building awareness about and getting support and help for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get you, mentally healthy people don't get to 700 pounds. Like that's it. Just it just doesn't happen. And you know, it's not. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having depression or, or anxiety. Like I, I I don't even remember the the statistics on it, but at this point, you go into a room of people, someone in there, there's going to be a couple people in there who got depression. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's real. It's, it's okay to not be okay. It's, it's about finding that sort of 3 a.m. motivation to take that first step. And, you know, for some people like me, it's, it, it was downloading that app. For, for other people, it's going to be, booking a therapy session like you can you can do so much online now uh, if if it's the middle of the night like if you just if you're feeling like maybe you need to to start there which a lot of people do you have to have the mental in order to, to do the physical they aren't separate like they're it's they're 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 conjoined twins like they're both part of the same bigger picture and they both need attention in order to actually, you know, be healthy. And if for you, that first step and, and that first one is, is the mental side of it, go online and book a therapy session, man. Like there's places that do it for free. And it's once you book that session, that's your first step right there. You don't have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to worry about getting started because you already did. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, Justin, what are the next steps coming for you? Like, what are the things that you have going on that you're looking forward to? Um, I've been, I've just been living life, man. That's, that's, that's my next step is to just live life. I want to go out and do stuff. I want, uh, I want to go out. I want to go hike i want to go just experience the world because we only get that one shot and i 
was lucky enough to to sort of rebound a little bit and and I get this like, like not not necessarily a second chance but I I have a, a real opportunity now to, to go out and, and do stuff and from I, I still focus on my weight I still focus on the mental um, it's it's not going away it's not going anywhere like I've still got a ton of extra skin on me. Um, I've only had the one skin removal surgery, and I uh, I would love to get more. They uh, they are a little bit pricey, and I'm not yeah I'm not super interested in doing another episode of the show in order to get another one, because um, that's that's part of part of the hook of how they get you to do that second episode is that's how you you get the skin surgery, um, and yeah I'm just I'm not super interested in going down that road so it's right now uh, i'm just trying to enjoy it yeah just just trying to remind myself every day to be grateful which is good i know that's you know like these are all these are all good things man like this is you know it's one of those things what i what i really what i've appreciated hearing from you you know is throughout all stages of your journey we've been we've gone through today and I appreciate you being open to talk about all of it, is this conscious awareness of, you know, you're not, you, you don't see your story as very dramatic or, you know, as there's anything that exciting going on or anything, you know, kind of like those must-see TV moments going on, you know, in your experience. But I think, you know, I, and I was having this discussion with someone the other day that, you know, we define for ourselves, you know, especially when we have been significantly overweight, like wanting to access life as a quote-unquote normal person, which some people hear that and get upset and, and all of that. And it's like, but no, but really what it is, it's about when you don't have access to those, those things that people take for granted. And then you do get that. Sometimes it's good. It's good to appreciate it. It's good to think, okay, you know, like I can, I can do these things that just a few years ago were, were dreams, you know, were things that I could only see someone else doing, you know, and see someone else doing it through a screen because I had, you know, that's how small the world becomes. And so to me, you know, when someone might be, you know, I, when you're telling the story, you might be like, I'm not doing anything that exciting right now. It's like, but you're doing all of these things that just weren't possible before. So, you know, every, every one of them is a, is a victory and is a, is a wonderful gift to give to yourself. Oh yeah, it, it absolutely is. There was, <clears throat> you know, that uh, it just, you, you saying that just reminded me of this this moment while we were filming that second episode. I was uh, I was I was at the house and they wanted to know like what uh, what's something that you can do now that you couldn't do before. And I was like, uh, I, I mean, there's <laughs> live. I don't know, everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, my grass needs cut. I, I couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. Um, and I'm like, who's gonna want? Like that's a big deal to me that I can cut my own grass and like take care of my own lawn and take care of my house, but but like who's who's gonna want to watch that? Um, and they, uh, I used to, I definitely got on the the film crew's nerves a few times because uh, whenever we went to do something, like they'd get all the shots that they needed, um, but I wouldn't stop. <laughs> like uh, we were at the the gym one time and um, they wanted to film a few exercises and I'm like okay, uh, but I'm gonna do them all. I'm like, I'm going to do my sets. And they're like, okay, that's fine. They got all the shots I needed. And they're like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, nope, I'm not done. I still got two more. <laughs> I still got two more sets. You're going to have to sit here and wait. Um, 
so yeah, like they they wanted to, yeah, they wanted to film me cutting the grass, and afterwards we did uh, an interview, and they were like, you know, how does it feel? And I'm like, it feels good. Um, yeah, it's it's great, but like it, it's 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 just cutting my grass. Mm-hmm. Like I'm grateful for it, but it's not very exciting. I don't know what you want me to say about it. <laughs> well, I I think this is the this is the the life that you've earned for yourself, man. And I, and I think it's awesome to see you come to that place and hear what it took for you to get through there. Uh, I've really appreciated, you know, our time talking. And if, if other people out there yeah. listening now do want to see this normal life you're living, you know, you said Instagram is a great place <laughs> for that. What, where do they find you on there? Oh yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram, uh, at McSwain J two. It's, uh, it's pretty easy to find me. I think, um, and you know I'm also I'm also on Reddit, um, not very often anymore, uh, but you know I, I am on there. Uh, it's just my 600 Justin, and you can see some of the things and I posted, and you know some of the questions and stuff that I've answered. Well, I'm going to make sure to put a link to that Instagram account in our show notes today, man. I I honest I've just really appreciated hearing it. Appreciate that. You know, in your words and taking us through this adventure you've been on, even if to you it doesn't seem like it's been an adventure. I, I know to people out there, you know, it, it really is remarkable seeing the changes that you've made and, and what you've done to come through them and what you're still working on. I think that's the, you know, you said it like those, the challenges are always there, you know, but now it's about yeah, not letting, not letting them get in the way of the life that you're living, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now food is, you know, it's something I've with, it's something that I eat, mm-hmm. but, you know, I also, Take my dog for a walk. Hey, there you go, man. Well, Justin, I don't want to keep you all day, so I will let you get on with the next normal thing that you need to be doing. But I just want to say a big thank you, and I just really appreciate you taking my DM and, and, and talking to me and, and getting on the show. I think people are going to get a lot out of, out of hearing this experience. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I had a really good time. Thank you. Awesome. Well, everyone out there, like I said, Justin's information will be... Actually, Justin, wait a minute. I'm forgetting. See, I've, had so, I've, I've, I've enjoyed our conversation so much, I'm forgetting the proper way that I end the show. <laughs> See? So I end every episode with five questions <laughs> that I call the Fat Guy Five. Someone out there is probably yelling that I, I, I hadn't gotten to this yet. It's five questions I ask every guest. <laughs> Are you ready for your run through those questions? It's a fast one. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, is this like a lightning round? Yeah, it's kind of like a lightning round. Quick answers. Right. Like, whatever comes into your mind is All fine. Right. So question number one of the Fat Guy Five, as always, is Justin, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Oh. Oh, jeez. Mm. Um, John Belushi? I like it. Everyone always says Chris Farley or John Candy, so I appreciate when we get someone else. I like it. Yeah. There we go. Question number two, Justin, what is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> one lesson. Uh life is different for us for everyone man <clears throat> you can't you, you can't you can't know what someone's going through on any given day on any given moment and uh you just got to give people the the benefit of the doubt you know you have no idea what they're what they're living i like it i'm going to give you a pass on question number three because you just <clears throat> answered it really well right before we got to this the question number three is normally what is one thing something someone can do today to get their journey mm-hmm. started and I think that idea of, like you said, downloading an app and just tracking mm-hmm. what you're doing, perfect perfect answer to that one. So I think you did it. Yeah. You handled that one already, oh, yeah. man. Good job. 
Question number four, Justin, <laughs> what is something about yourself that you love? Mm. Uh, something about myself that I love. Uh, I mean, I like, I like things. Uh, I, I, I love, I love that I'm willing to try new things. Mm. You know, <clears throat> that's uh, something a lot of people uh, are afraid to, of, of doing. Something I used to be afraid of doing, um, but now I'm excited by it. There we go. I like it. And question number five, Justin. I promise this is my last question for you today. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Mm. Um, you know, I would really love to finish out my pilot hunts. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen within the next year, but um, that is that is definitely at the top. Hey, I like it. There we go, man. Justin, a, a big thank yeah. you again for coming on the show today. And I just, like I said, I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. There we go. Yeah, man. Uh, it, I, I really did have a good time. I appreciate it. And love what you're, love what you're doing here at the podcast. I think it's a great idea. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And everyone out there, connect with Justin. Follow along with him. If you want to connect with me, you, can also, you know you can also find me on Instagram at GourmetGhostKeto, on Twitter at GourmetGhostKeto, or you can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. And then after you've made all these connections, people, remember, go out there and do something today to amaze yourself because you are the most amazing people I know. And then come on back and catch us on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Mm-hmm.